0: Hello and welcome to The Point of Everything. My name is Ono Sullivan, and today's guests on the show are Dahi and Paul Noonan, aka Houseplants, who released their debut album Dry Goods a few weeks ago. They first collaborated for Take the Wheel, the opening track of Dahi's choice prize nominated 2019 album LOSS.
1: like confetti peacetime flyers from a plane and they circled
0: So that was a little bit of Take the Wheel. And now listen to them as houseplants on the brilliant No Stopping Me.
1: hard to get some purchase, it's hard to get some purchase, in the crumbling face of it, and these seen birds, they're laughing, These see birds, they're laughing, laughing as I cling to Someone's eye out With your grace and poise All the quiet confidence I've always been drawn to there
0: This episode was recorded at It Takes a Village Festival in Trabalgan On a bench overlooking the sea So you get all of the atmospherics Some people talking in the background As they're going down to the beach I think there was a sauna as well nearby there's a helicopter flying overhead don't worry you'll get that there's a little bit of wind too and right at the end the initial flex of rain which cut our interview that was the natural point to conclude the chat it was also release weekend for dry goods which is just a great tight 40 minutes of course there are lcd sound system influences over it talking heads like moments, but I think it really works as its own thing too. It's a dance record you can play before heading out on Saturday night, but also during your downtime in the week. House headlined the main stage at It Takes a Village for only their third gig together. And man, they looked and sounded so good. Already fully formed. You can imagine them killing it at 2 a.m. at all of the festivals the next summer. Yes, all of the festivals. Paul Noonan. I think he's in the running for the best front person in Irish music too. You just can't take your eyes off him. I have to do the list. I'm going to do the list out eventually of the best front people in Irish music. Dry Goods is out now. You can listen on Spotify or wherever you stream your music or you can buy the record at wearehouseplans.bandcamp.com Houseplants are also off on tour in a few weeks. They're dropping into Cypress Avenue in Cork on October 23rd, Lost Lane in Dublin on October 29th, Roisin Dove in Galway October 30th, Set Theatre in Kilkenny on November 6th, Connolly's of Lep on November 13th, and a little bit further away, Casba Social Club in Limerick on February 18th. So this was a couple of hours before Houseplants took the stage at It Takes a Village, which was a great weekend, by the way. I talked about it a couple of episodes ago. Uh, I started out by asking Paul and Dahi. Paul is the first person you're going to hear, by the way. Just in case you're wondering about the voices that you're going to hear, you should be able to work it out as well. I started out by asking if they had been to Travolgan before.
2: I was texting on my family WhatsApp this morning and remembering uh, my sister Fiona insists that she was almost drowned by my mother (laughs) because they went on the slide one after the other and Fiona went down first and apparently my mother landed on top of her (laughs) uh, from the slide and has not let it go 30 odd years later. So I also remember that they had a very exotic feature in the pool, which was a, a, a wave machine. Uh... Made fake waves that you could battle. Yeah, it was it was great. I
3: was here. I remember I, I was going. I was here when I was younger, and I used to really love it. And then I went a second time when I was like a teenager, and my younger brother was kind of the right age, and I was like past the right age. And I remember oh. uh, stopping off in Ennis and buying uh, Lincoln Parks Meteora. And putting it into a CD player and moodily wandering around Trebogin for an entire weekend listening to Lincoln Park moodily, like really angry. No, I
2: can see because we're looking up at the pitch and putt course there. You're probably like, yeah, sort of skulking in the bushes, skulking there,
3: in the bushes. Flags. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, real like depressing stuff. But uh, <laughs> yeah, there's
0: a good go kart place here somewhere, I think as well, which is Sweet. great. So, so that's a plan for later. Yeah, get some <laughs> Lincoln Park Meteor on and uh, skulk <laughs> around. <laughs> Wow, you never hear people talking about Meteora? I'm telling you man, that was the that was the good one. Never, I really like that one. I never liked Linkin Park to be honest. Oh really? Yeah. Uh, you haven't you haven't lived. Yeah, just just never really uh got into them. But okay, okay. Let's talk <laughs> let's talk about house plants. When did it, first of all, it's the uh release weekend of the That's album, right? Yeah, good. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank, Thank you. you. Uh how are you feeling about it? Are you happy, excited and surprised? Maybe that it's come out are you surprised that you actually made an album together like it sounds like this was supposed to be a once-off collaboration was it with take the wheel for your album Dahi
1: yeah
3: like uh, so th- that was the first time I kind of met Paul properly was that uh, uh, we did take the wheel together on my record and then the way this kind of album came about was more uh, once the pandemic came down Paul kind of sent me like a singular track with kind of the, the basis of uh, um and he sent that to me kind of just as a kind of a hello and uh, basically just kind of say here I've got this track Would you mess around with it and see how it goes and like I remember listening to it and it's like this super fast like song it's like even faster than a Dahi track it's like really kind of loud and powerful and stuff and I kind of put some stuff together and then when I sent it back to you we kind of realized that it was kind of not a really a Paul Noonan track and it wasn't really a Dahi track and it kind of didn't really fit in either of the kind of the worlds so uh, over time then we started writing some more stuff and kind of an album came from that right?
2: yeah I mean the challenge or not challenge but it it was a very organic thing really we didn't one thing sort of led to the the other because it as Dahi said it was a sort of by way of hello and how you doing isn't this shit sort of (laughs) (laughs) reach out I suppose from me and and then just the, the way that I could see uh, how Dahi kind of lit up at the idea of getting stuck into that track and how he spoke about it and the references that, that we had. And we just had this really exciting com- initial conversation. And then when that track was kind of done, we were like, maybe, you know, I have a few more ideas. And Dahi said, Dahi said yeah, I have a bunch of things that I could throw your way. And we started that sort of toing and fro over the months. Yeah. Of, and it was sort of proper deep, dark lockdown stuff as well. I remember, I mean, it was such a sort of shining... A beacon of um, of of goodness for me in 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 that time,
3: and that was definitely one of the kind of the main themes of the thing was this. Like we kind of the the nat- natural kind of inclination during the pandemic. Like I was fully, I was like, I'll make like an ambient record and I'll make it like really kind of sad and introspective and stuff. And and then the houseplant stuff kind of became the absolute opposite of that, which was this kind of like trying to trying to get really really kind of positive and kind of push through everything in this really kind of positive way and kind of. Kind of dance your right way out of it, I guess is the big push, you know but um mm.
0: so that was a big push, yeah was it hard making that type of music like when you are locked in the house and not going out
2: that's that's i i I, I, I lost my train of thought there. I was going to say that making the leap from our sort of respective bunkers <laughs> to you know we had uh, the eyes and the prize were this sort of that it, that it'd be for these kinds of arenas for festivals. For, for joyous communal moments, you know, and, and we were so much removed from that. We couldn't even be in the same fucking room as each other at the <laughs> time. So it was in, in everything that we did, is sort of keeping that as this on the horizon that that was what we were going for, and sort of to keep it bouncy and loose and human sounding and not sort of austere or, 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 or sort of downbeat that would retain a sort of s- jo- silly, joyful yeah, vibe. Yeah, for sure.
0: And that idea was there from the start?
3: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we kind of had like these set ideas even from kind of the first act that we were doing was we, one thing that I really loved was that we had these kind of very like loose loud live drums like with the Dahi stuff it's usually kind of I pick out kind of electronic drum patterns and kind of build them that way whereas this one Paul was playing in all the drums for the records and they're like these kind of big lovely loud loose things they're recorded with just microphones in a room somewhere and just like played really hard and powerful and everything And that was a really good rule for how the drums should sound and then the synths were kind of inspired by that kind of loose kind of distorted kind of powerful kind of punky feel that like say lcd sound system would have or hot chip or people like that so there was kind of very quickly became a kind of a there was there was a couple of set kind of the houseplant sound w- was a thing like w- while we were doing it like it didn't come out afterwards it was kind of like oh, i can kind of recognize w- what the houseplant sound is compared to the Dahi sound or the paul Newman sound or whatever yeah. you know
2: one of the things i really loved was the f- that i might have a song which has a melody and a chord structure and even singing and lyrics and then i would send dahi the constituent parts of that and he might retain like the vocal but nothing else and like change uh all the underlying harmonic information and the mel- and, and 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 how the chords flow and certain like hooks and lines and stuff but and my initial reaction what the
1: fuck are you doing man
2: <laughs> but it was so. It was so nice to kind of, to recline in that and really sort of lean into that, and be be open to those kinds of transformations. Uh, because I don't know. It's become. It's become. It 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 made it something far more interesting. I think. Yeah. That we did that, and I think we did that both ways.
3: Absolutely. Yeah. There was all these times where like you know he, uh, Paul would send and he, he wouldn't just send a track or he wouldn't he'd send like the elements of a track so he'd send like the the drums separate and the the melody separate or whatever. And then I would go and kind of almost remix it a lot. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah and then I would send it back to paul and paul would remix it again basically and it would like go over and back and over and back and over and back and like even when we were putting the live show together recently we kind of like went through one of the tracks and we went back to the first initial version of it and it was literally not a single thing on the first version was in the final version so it had this like kind of it would just roll and roll and roll and you'd remove stuff and keep the really good stuff and it would just like pile up until you got this like really nice kind of
0: soundscape you know it's great how um helpful was it to be making this in the pandemic you talked about the depths of it um and having this to focus on was this like the only creative thing that like did this almost force you to be creative
2: i think we're both pretty uh good at just constantly um writing and churning away because we both have our own workspaces to sort of retreat to and yeah. certainly it was a it was a, a sanctuary for me to do that but i mean the house plants record was the, the sort of the big and most sort of complete thing that's come out of this moment for me um and it, it was and because it was a collaborative thing you know it, it 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 felt like we were kind of dragging each other through it to some extent not yeah. to sort of over-dramatise it but there was there were moments I remember uh, in in around last Christmas when I think for everyone it was you know January last year was so uh, tough on lots of levels but I remember getting you know pings on my phone of an evening and I'd, I'd have this sort of Pavlovian reaction, go, "Is this Dahi with some more shit for me?" <laughs> and, I'd, and I and I'd say it was, and I'd I'd stick on my headphones and take the dog for a walk and 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 kind of immerse myself in that world and th- dream up my response and sort of get back in the studio and send it send that back, and then it, it was just a lovely thing. To keep ourselves buoyed, I think, in that in that moment.
0: And when you saw a message, Dahi, from Paul, were you
2: like t- oh. uh, leaving him unread, <laughs> burst into tears, and it's just so
0: happy to see an email from
2: Paul. I didn't see those great. two ticks. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen this shit, man? Not <laughs> more <Of course>. stuff. <laughs>
0: Uh, it It does seem paul, that it it was quite a fruitful year for you. It seems like you, you've leaned into other stuff apart from um the Be- like X one was your only thing, I think, for a long time. And in the past couple of maybe even before the pandemic, you' were thinking of doing different things as yeah. well.
2: I did. I did a masters in music therapy at UL, and uh, Re- recently, got, yeah, I finished last year. Wow. Yeah, I finished sort of mid mid pandemic. And my last placement I had to cut short, but we we had sort of done most of the training at that stage, thankfully. So, so, so yeah, I just got really interested in in music and the brain, and um, I suppose like using mu- music in sort of clinical settings, and and sort of breaking down the, a little a little bit the, the why it does what it does. And I suppose using it in, in those sort of uh, constructive ways. And it's kind of out of that in some ways, I'd been working. I'd been on a placement in a school working with really young kids in the inner city in Dublin. And uh, as a way of staying in touch with them, I started a live uh, Facebook live stream uh, called The Electric Kazoo, inspired by, um, I suppose, uh, The Electric Mayhem, which is the, the Muppets house band. Um, so that that's kind of grew legs, and like people started tuning in, and you know beyond the school itself, and my own kids got involved. I mean, they're a little older, but they sort of really bought into it. So it was a lovely family thing to do during lockdown as well. So that that um, I don't know. I, I kind of the band. I mean, it's I've, for all of us in Bell X One. I think we've the band has become this hub from which lots of different things have sort of springboarded, and. Um, I think you have to it, it, in order to stay engaged I, I have found you sort of have to do other things and throw yourself into possibly outside your comfort zone a little bit because you can kind of get into a groove in the band and it's a little safe you know hello helicopter <laughs> <laughs> are you all over <laughs> our <laughs> shit
1: here <Bellic's> wanna <laughs> <laughs> go. Yeah, yeah here they come the, the hub no, arrives <laughs> it's like the last helicopter out of saigon it's atmospheric folks. atmospheric <laughs>
0: tell me more about the music therapy that sounds i know someone who's interested in music therapy so i know a little bit i've heard a little bit about it but it must be really rewarding
2: it has been yeah yeah uh i mean it's some. in some ways you're sort of trying to distill the magic of of music and sort of like pin it down and bottle it and sort of like deploy it um in these settings but you know you 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 can't do that but you can access people's memory say through music for people with dementia or give young kids who've had who've had sort of um, formative trauma in their lives give them an opportunity to express that through music or people who are living with intellectual disabilities give them a sort of sense of agency and a mode of expression that they don't have in their lives so it's 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 yeah, it's a really powerful thing.
0: And Dahi, tell me about what you were doing also around this. Um, I mean, your album came out a couple of years. Was it twenty nineteen?
3: Twenty nineteen, yeah, end of twenty nineteen, yeah. So like, you're
0: yeah. kind of used to doing collaborations anyway. Was it um, Paul's one? Did that feel extra special? Like I saw you guys perform it at um, the Choice Prize ceremony just before pandemic hit yeah. and, and it did feel kind of special so like w- was there something in that that you you thought you wanted to take further anyway
3: yeah the dye thing is is kind of the the collaboration with the dye thing is kind of it's it's interesting because generally what i would do is i would i would write an awful lot of the music and then i'd say say at the like the last third of the process i would then approach somebody and then the songs would kind of change in structure and stuff but the general ideas would always be kind of there and they'd be kind of built on my own kind of feelings and what i want to convey or whatever and then somebody else would come along and take that inspiration and put their own stuff to it and it brings it up to a to a certain level and that's certainly what kind of loss was like it was kind of you know i had the kind of the general idea and and the thing nearly built and then when i sent it to you it was kind of you worked the lyrics on and we put like just i think we added piano and that was it but uh but the, the the difference between that and houseplants was that it was just like houseplants was from the ground up, it was built with myself and Paul. So it was like a, a very different thing. And like, honestly, it was that was one of the things that was kind of like a, a thing that I the leap that I had to make, which was basically like. I kind of have a bit of a like a, a kind of a control streak in me where like you know I've, I haven't been in a band since I was like a teenager and I kind of like make the decisions and kind of like control all of that stuff and houseplants in general has been a really good practice of kind of letting go of a lot of that stuff and I think anybody who's in a band kind of knows that like it is kind of a bit of like a trust exercise you kind of have to really trust the person that you're working with and kind of you have to be willing to go along with that side of stuff and be able to kind of move along with that and and that goes from the recording even to like the band stuff now as well I mean it's like we have this band that's performing it it's like a kind of a five member band and um there's just like you know, there's like a huge amount of kind of trust and organization that goes with that and kind of working along with people and yeah, it's really special. It's really good and very sociable as well, which is really exciting after two years of not too much social stuff as well. We have a very kind of a good ethos on like when we go to a gig or if we're doing stuff, it's like as long as everybody's having a good time and and we're well fed, and everybody's chill, and it's just kind of nice and relaxing. That's the kind of the, the number one priority now, you know. So it's
0: great. Have you tried doing more Dahi stuff um, since since like he put the finishing touches on this album?
3: Yeah, I mean, I've been kind of tipping away with Dahi stuff as well. I'll be kind of releasing stuff probably next year, I'd say. Um, I have a whole pot of different stuff in the works. And then during the pandemic I also uh I spent the first kind of half of the pandemic working on an artist retreat in Clare, um, which is called the Beekeepers, yeah. So I was I was amazing. working on that. Yeah, it's 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 going really well now. So we basically kind of a house had been kind of left to ruin for like two years basically and the garden had completely taken over the whole thing so I spent the first half basically like doing gardening and woodwork and painting and all that kind of stuff as well which was super helpful because it was like a real I could do something with my hands at a time when you felt a bit useless as a musician kind of thing so I did that a lot and and that's a kind of a, a fairly big part of my life now at the moment as well Is kind of you know Um, booking that and kind of looking after artists who go there and kind of making sure that everything is kind of right on that spot and uh, I'm spending a lot more time in Clare kind of working with that with my partner Norman as well so yeah it's going great yeah.
0: Wow is it is it nice kind of being able to offer space to artists and like seeing them use it creatively?
3: Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Like, I had always, like, any time that I've kind of recorded any kind of music, I've always rented somewhere along, the like, the West Coast or somewhere like that, kind of very remote and stuff, and I'm always, whenever I'm there, I'm like, why isn't there, like, a specific thing for this? And I remember going to Iceland a good few years, and, like, the Iceland have a really good program for that stuff, where, like, if you're an artist and you get funding from the government the government also give you a cabin in the middle of beautiful Iceland to kind of like write your album or whatever. So it's like, I was just like, this is such an amazing idea and stuff. So, so yeah. So it was always in the back of my mind to do it. And then the pandemic just kind of brought it forward because it was a a good time to do it at the time. And like Beekeepers, like there's obviously a massive interest for it. I think, uh, i think if you're if you're recording something very specific a studio is really good or if you need some like a lot of like equipment and stuff like that but most musicians now have their own equipment so if they can just rock up to a really nice house with the kind of a very nice surroundings that's very inspiring and just set up their own gear and have peace and quiet um that's the big push and like it's been going really well we've had like saint sister there and nilo who's playing here today i think and uh Loads of different people. Uh, the scratcher down there recording an album as well, and yeah, so it's it's been it's been really really great.
0: It must be good. Um, in case you need some more vocals for an album or something, you can be like, oh, Saint Sister, saying oh, here, yeah.
3: great. I, I, I promise I don't have the rooms mic'd or anything.
0: <laughs> Microphone in the kettle, like. A, <laughs> uh, Paul, have you ever gone on a retreat like that, like specifically?
2: Yeah, we have. Alex, one of used similar to what Dahi was saying, used rental properties to go and dream up records we've tended to just to use them as as writing spaces and then kind of demo uh, a bunch of songs for a record and then go into a studio to to record but because i mean recording has been really democratized i think i mean it's 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 a a big part of the skill set now is to to be able to record and capture your music yourself and uh it's so much easier to do you can do it with a laptop and 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 we i mean we've kind of gone from doing lots of like home recordings to like working in studios and you're sort of they both bring their own things it's sometimes really nice to have the restriction of sort of a fixed period in a studio and then sometimes you you kind of want the open-ended everyone on their laptop at their kitchen table vibe which which but that can spiral out of control very quickly um but, yeah, it's, uh, uh, the, I'm, I haven't seen beekeepers myself, but I would love to. You haven't gotten the invite yet. It's, uh, you know, hint, hint. It's too busy. I've barely busy. been down you there it's down so down busy. Himself.
3: Yeah. I was like, I was like, oh, it'd be great. Like, we'll get, like, for every, like, three weeks in a month, we'll get, like, people down there. And I'll have, like, <laughs> a nice week that I can work there every month or whatever. And I literally haven't been able to be in there for any more than a day or two in the last, like, three, four months because it's so filled. Like, we're taking bookings for February at the moment. So, it's mad.
0: Wow because um, you you went to France, didn't you, to make the last album? That's right,
3: yeah, 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 yeah. So the, a, a similar thing to Beekeepers, I kind of just went to the middle of rural France and rented a house there, and um, yeah, it was gorgeous. It was really, really nice. And again, like the same thing, I just filled the gear with, I filled the car with gear and just like went for it and just like drove down and had my kind of own time on my own and kind of just worked on the whole thing together, you know?
0: Yeah, it's interesting to hear more musicians thinking that way because you hear of writers all the time who you know there seems to be a lot more um, offers for writers maybe just because it's like one person and it's easy enough to do they don't need much equipment but it's great that like there's spaces that artists are thinking like this is up
1: Mm.
2: I mean historically yeah I I mean I was looking for just a writing room in Dublin for a long time just somewhere to go and set up you know some speakers and bring a couple of guitars not a fully fledged studio or anything but You know, while there are a lot of spaces for, say, visual artists, uh, shared spaces, it's very hard to find somewhere where you can make some noise. Mm -hmm. You know, that's the issue with music. So, you know, I've been involved in a couple of sort of startups to to maybe get that idea off the ground, but um, it's been hard. And, you know, obviously somewhere down the country where you're out in the open and can make as much noise as you like will work really well. But I think I've been to um, other places um, in the world, where there are these lovely collectives within cities, where you have like a series of work, music workrooms, and then maybe a shared bigger space, where they become this sort of hub of creativity, and people, all kinds of cross pollination happens, you know, which we haven't really we haven't had here yet.
0: And it seems like Dublin is uh, struggling for spaces as well. Uh, it doesn't seem like there's a huge amount of well, I mean, accommodation first of all, but also spaces for artists.
2: Yeah, and it's one thing that came out of the last recession was a lot of uh, space became available, but very kind of on a short-term basis for artists. You know, you never know when you're going to get chucked out for development reasons, and it's not really the way to do it, you know. So, yeah, I'd love to see some initiative kind of stick where you get some proper funding for such a space, you know, and the way that there's been funding for for other art forms, mm,
0: yeah. Um, coming back to the house plants stuff. Um, tell me about what the writing process for that was like lyrically. Were were you, uh, trying to keep stuff differently? Like, do you write differently for x One, your solo stuff, and this, like, theme wise or anything?
2: Yes, I mean, some songs had been kicking around in some shape or form for a long time, and some songs were written very much as a, as a response to what Dahi, Dahi had sent me, and and I suppose to what. In what we were living through i mean not wanting to sort of be too heavy-handed with it at the same time you know but it, you know it was very much conceived during the pandemic and while we joked a lot during the process of you know christ that's the last thing the world needs is another pandemic record but <laughs> it is hopefully a positive uh defiant take on on what we on what we what we we've been living through, so yeah, I think I mean there wasn't an o- an overarching, I mean it, we, I was going to say there wasn't an overarching theme to it, but I think there was more sort of, we 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 knew what it, what we didn't want it to be. We didn't want it to wallow and and be too sort of introspective. We wanted it to be, for the most part, quite joyous and uh, and built for 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 late night festival slots for sweaty rooms. Yeah,
0: and Di, you mentioned some of the Touchstones' earlier LCD sound system, Hot Chip. Um, did you have like, and and Paul mentioned the rules as well. Like, were were those the influences, and those were the ideas?
3: Yeah, for sure. Like, I mean, we it was kind of very like apparent. Like, there's kind of like there's a specific style of of kind of punky dance music that's like a kind of a specific sound that I was kind of really interested in in the last while because the 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 Dahi sound of, of kind of dance music is has a lot of kind of ambient textures in it and a kind of a lot of kind of like soundscapes and sounds and stuff whereas the kind of the houseplant sound is a bit more like again like these really strong like live drums that are really, like really really in your face and it's the same with the synths like they kind of have this like very strong kind of attacking feel to them and everything as well so.
2: Um, That's partly where Dry Goods, the title came from as well Absolutely, yeah That it not be sort of expansive and sort of ethereal That it, we kind of shrink that And everything is quite dry and in your face
3: Yeah, yeah, even down to like the vocal and everything Like the way we were mixing Paul's vocal Was like hardly any reverb Very little like effects on it all that much It's kind of like you're right up in your face And again with the drums Like the drums have a very distinct sound I think on this record compared to any of the Any of my Dahi stuff anyway for sure Where it's like, you know, they're properly recorded drums like with a kind of a, a digital kick like punched into the bottom of it as well so it has this thing where you kind of had a decision to at one point where it was kind of like paul is a as a snare man and i'm a kick man so there was like a kind of a fight between which one has the most to kind of power on each one and everything as well so, and so yeah. what, what is there more of who won <laughs>
1: tbc on the track. yeah
0: <laughs> it was compromise compromise you know as something you've learned uh collaborating. <laughs> exactly, compromise. Uh it sounds like you're
2: really proud of it. Hugely. Yeah. Hugely. Yeah. It was a lovely day yesterday. We the record came out yesterday and I thought it might have been a bit of an anticlimax because we can't do a launch gig as such and but we had uh, we were hurt, we uh, had a rehearsal and we went for dinner and we had some drinks and there were just lots of lovely messages pouring in all day. Yeah. It was actually one of the most pleasant release days I've ever had. Ah, look at that say. now, very good. And <laughs> you've had a lot of releases, uh,
3: yeah. Like I mean, my big thing about it as well was that like once we kind of had a lot of the music together, I think we both kind of had kind of realized that there was like a kind of a. Um, what's the word, like a a kind of a responsibility, I guess, to to make sure that the songs come out in like a really nice way. So like the artwork needs to be really, really important and the kind of, the videos need to be really kind of um, good and at a high level and the kind of the look of the thing and all the photos and everything like that. So there was, almost as much work put into that stuff as there was from the music side if you know what I mean and that's always like a kind of a you really have to make that decision if you're going to go for it you really have to do that so for the last like whatever a couple of months I guess that's been our main focus is like getting these songs out and giving them the kind of the the release they deserve and I think we achieved that for sure and like as a kind of a as a as an entire piece of work I'm really proud of it as a thing where I can kind of look at it and go like that's the, a really good way of like releasing a record you know so it's good Yeah. and what has being
0: uh, playing live been like
2: we've had two shows two shows so far this uh, is our third the first one was in Ballydehob, on the grassy knoll behind Levis's what a pub pub what a pub yeah uh, the second was uh, a festival in Galway called the Grand El Stretch on the edge of the world uh, on one of the piers there Nemo's yeah, Pier Nemo's Pier and we all almost got washed away <laughs> <laughs> it was early in the day, but it was amazing. Actually, that was because that there's. I think there's. I think that there's a there's a sort of an element of 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 a of a coil spring to people. There's a, there's there's this there's this uh, potential energy that 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 people are ready to expel, and and the shows can feel like this grand letting. You know, yeah. even even at the, on that scale, there was this sort of moment where everyone just got up, like because, you know, everyone had to sit at picnic benches at the start, and you know, because restrictions keep ch- changing, and when the shows shows went on sale, like they had to sit down, and then by the time the shows came, they didn't have to sit down, so we had to sort of remind people of that, and then we had this moment where everyone just got up and and danced, and it was just it was lovely, really, yeah, lovely. really, really nice. Yeah, they
3: sound great. Yeah, it's it, the the live shows are kind of like our the thing we're probably most excited about for now like you know that's just kind of like this build of these like amazing lovely big shows with a proper
0: band and yeah it's gonna be great great uh last question i suppose because it's starting to rain <laughs> um have you talked about what's next is there going to be a next or just uh we'll, we'll see what We'd happens there to be i mean we've yeah. even
2: t- talked about uh, new ideas that we've had and maybe bulking up the set with a couple more bangers because I think we need to um, it's kind of tricky having one record play yeah, exactly. and play and all you the still songs still don't have a full set <laughs> so um, yeah definitely yeah we'd love there's to.
0: definitely a future to it for sure yeah we're definitely working on more great Very cool well congratulations on dry goods and look forward to seeing you later thanks thank a lot you. thank you yeah. thanks on